Honey, why are you calling me so late? It's kind of hard to talk right now. It's another edition of the Let's Boogie podcast. We are back. This is just another podcasty podcast. Uh, we do appreciate the uh, numbers we saw and the feedback we got from our little uh, March Madness special last week. We said we were going to do two episodes last week, and guess what? We didn't do that. But hey, enough of my yakking. What do you say? Let's boogie. Let's boogie. Let's boogie. If you have crack, let's boogie. <laughs> no one is going into your no. asshole. I, I, well, I, I wouldn't let him without the crack. Um, <laughs> because as it turns out, we are, uh, we are big boys doing big things, and by big things I mean just regular ass life stuff, but it, we still have a lot of that regular ass life stuff going on, so, but here we are, and uh, what a, uh, what an opening weekend. Uh, to yeah, to say that we maybe botched a little bit of the bracket preview is maybe an understatement. I mean, it's still March Madness, but um, yeah, it, I we did nail some stuff. I did. I, I you know, told yeah, go the pe- ahead and flex. I'll flex. I told the people Oral Roberts could give Ohio State a run. Oral Roberts is going to the Sweet Sixteen. For God's sake. Oral Roberts' basketball Twitter account wasn't even verified until yesterday. <laughs> now they're going to the Sweet 16. I uh, I said the most vulnerable one seed was Michigan. They're still alive. Illinois is not. You said Iowa was the most vulnerable out of the one and two seeds. They got their asses kicked. So Said USC could make a run. I think they'll continue their they're, run. Yeah, they're in the Sweet 16 against uh, against uh, Oregon, a little Pac-12 on Pac-12 crime. But let me flex for a second here, because yep. I am the basketball guru now. <laughs> my, 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 how the turntables, Mr. Bigelow. I Look predicted at- Abilene Christian over Texas. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you you saw the word Christian, and you saw it was going against against Texas, and a lot of people in this uh, God is on their side. Yeah, no, little little Abilene Christian out in West Texas. I saw something. I think the president of Abilene Christian came out and said that that one win over Texas and the exposure that it got the university was like the equivalent of $120 million. Oh, yeah, I bet. So, <laughs> so uh, good for little old Abilene Christian. Um, I think the one section of the bracket that we just misfired, and I think the entire country did, um, would be the Midwest region. The, the last four standing being Loyola, Chicago, Oregon State, Syracuse, and Houston. Yeah, I mean, I that's think, a tough and, region. I think Loyola. I mean, right away, Loyola is an eight seed, I and mean, that was too damn low. They should have been higher. Um, that just them having to play Illinois that soon, and Illinois having to play them that soon. I mean, you know, this, you know, 
Loyal is legit. Yes, their best player is a giant dude who looks like Farah from Super Troopers, but that dude gets buckets. And he's also like, I've seen people calling him Baby Jokic. Don't know if I want to go that far. Don't want to call Cam Crutwig Baby Jokic just yet. But Loyola can defend. They can defend like no other. They have a really, really good coach in Porter Moser. Um, and I think they're going to the Final Four. I think. I was going to say Oregon State's win was not a convincing one, in my opinion. Um. I think it was a case of the other team not being that great. Well, yeah, they what they like kicked Tennessee's ass. I don't even like. I didn't even see like a second of that game. They Oklahoma kinda, State. Well, in the first game, the first game they oh, yeah, Oregon yeah. State ran away from Tennessee, and then Oklahoma State. You know, Cade Cunningham probably going to be the number one pick in the draft. They're trying to make a comeback down late, and I think like. Oklahoma State's la- like Cade Cunningham like went on like basically a one man run to get Oklahoma State back in the game, and then I think Oklahoma State's like last seven or eight shots were taken all all taken by players not named Cade Cunningham, who's getting ready to be the number one pick in the draft. So that's just you know you just hate to see it, I guess. But and Illinois getting locked out it was 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 the big one. No, definitely was um, definitely not a good, great weekend for uh, the old Big Ten Conference. Uh, they had nine teams make the tournament. There yeah, is Ohio one, State as well. There is one Big Ten team left, and that is the Michigan Wolverines, um, who I don't think make it past this round. That's gonna be a hell of a game. That's yeah. gonna be a. Ve- that's probably. Could be the game of the weekend, I think. Um, and it's really going to depend on if Michigan can get um, Isaiah Livers back. He really plays a big role for them. The fact that they were still able to find a way against LSU um, was impressive. I'll give them that. But I think them and them and Florida State this weekend could easily be uh, could easily be the game of the weekend. What do you think? Uh, what do you think was the best game of this past weekend? If you had to pick one. If I had to pick one, I mean, there were... (sighs) Whether that was for personal reasons, like you were just rooting for them to not mess up your bracket or... No, I mean, I, you know... I really enjoyed the Houston-Rutgers game. It's gotten, to the, it's gotten to the point where I'm not like I'm not even like rooting for a bracket, to be like 100% honest with you. I'm just, you know... I really enjoyed... What did I enjoy? I mean, I... Call me petty. I enjoyed watching Kansas get ran off the court. I really, <laughs> yeah. I really, I really enjoyed that. I don't know if that was my favorite of the weekend though. That Loyola Illinois game was 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 it was that was more frustrating to watch. Just the way that Illinois just did not adjust anything that they were doing mm-hmm. throughout the entire game. Um. It might be, and people are going to be shocked, it might be Creighton, Cal Santa Barbara, honestly. I I didn't watch that one. I think that it might, it's either that or it's Ohio, Virginia. I think those, those two on Saturday were like the quintessential like tournament games. And Creighton, Cal Santa Barbara, you've got a five seed. There was a popular pick to get upset. Cal, they, 
Cal Santa Barbara comes back late. Creighton kind of gets a break on a foul call, like f- 15 feet away from the basket with under, you know, 20 seconds to play. A kit guy who I said was the key to the game for them and Christian Bishop, who is a 57% free throw shooter, nails two free throws to give Creighton a one-point lead. Cal Santa Barbara goes down to the other end, and their big guy who has been feasting the entire game has a bunny that he throws it up. It looks like it's going to bounce off the backboard and in. It rolls out. Creighton gets the rebound, and that's the game. And then Ohio, Virginia, that's an upset that actually did happen, Uh, an upset that a lot of people kind of saw it coming due to Virginia's circumstances with COVID and the fact that they didn't get to Indiana until the day before this game. Um, and I think North, Te- North Texas, Purdue also, that got really exciting on Friday night. Um, but I mean, just, you know, I, I texted this to a couple people after, I think it was after Sunday. And I said, it is probably very unhealthy how much I missed this tournament. And I don't know how much the one year of not having it plays into how much I've I've loved every second of this year. But I really missed this tournament. And it has been an absolute joy to have going on. I'm kind of even right now going through a little bit of a basketball withdrawal. We haven't had games in two days, you know, it's yeah, kinda, I definitely have the edge. Yeah. That's I've going through a little, little withdrawal. And I think, I think, I think we've all missed it. Like I'm not even like a college basketball guy, but I mean, you don't have to pay attention the whole year to like, kind of know what the hell is going on. Um, so I, I definitely missed it. Like I said, I think we all did. Yeah, and you know it's been great to have back. I think the the only complaint I kind of have is the the schedule of how it's been. I think Thursday, I think Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday was weird. The fact that there were games going on all day on Monday was was a little a little odd. And the fact that the Sweet 16 Elite Eight is going to start on Saturday and the Elite Eight is going to be Monday and Tuesday, I don't know how to feel about that. It is? Yeah. It's going to be Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday Sweet Six for the Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight. But um, so we'll see how that goes. Um, I've got a few. I've got a few friends and connections that will be, you know, Going going at it this weekend. Um, I'll give a give a shout out to Omaha Burke's finest, Sharif Mitchell, and uh, he's been coming off the bench and playing a big defensive role for Creighton so far in this tournament. He helped lock up uh, Ohio's best player, Jason Preston. He played really good defense against Santa Barbara too. Uh, Creighton makes the first Sweet Sixteen in school history, so that's that's good to see for Sharif. I'm really happy for Sharif, one of the best kids I've I've ever gotten to meet through basketball. Met him way back when he was a freshman at Burke, and you know he is he's the definition of a junkyard dog who has worked really hard to get to where he is now. 
And then my second, you know, shout out will be to uh, Coach Mike Lewis and UCLA. Um, UCLA, what a what a weekend for the Pac-12. Uh, the Pac-12 that's often, you know, often an afterthought in college basketball, basically for no other reason aside from the fact that nobody wants to stay up to watch Pac-12 games. Uh, nobody, nobody on the East Coast wants to stay up till two in the morning to watch UCLA play Washington State. Um, but the Pac-12 has both LA teams, both Oregon teams, and uh, in the Sweet 16, and that's 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 awesome for them. And uh, Coach Lewis has been a he was a real he was really great to work with at Nebraska, and he's now an assistant for Mitt Cronin out at uh, UCLA. So I'm really happy for both those guys to be, um, you know, on the biggest stage in college basketball. And, you know, I love seeing good things happen to, to good people. So I'm really looking forward to uh, the slate of games on Saturday. And it's, it's you know, it's going to be really fun. And these last two weeks, got to enjoy uh, college basketball while we still have it. Yeah, because then summer rolls around and we got fucking baseball. Gross. <laughs> Yeah, no. Uh, what a bummer that as soon as stuff is going to start opening back up, the only sport we're going to be able to go watch is fucking baseball. You're going to be able to go watch soccer. I don't know what you're talking about. True, but like it's MLS. <laughs> it's not yeah. soccer. Soccer. It's yeah. I mean, they it's not did football. It. It's soccer. I mean, they did announce. <laughs> yeah, calm down, Greg. It's soccer. Uh, they did. They did announce today here in uh, Lincoln that they're going to allow fans at uh husker baseball husker softball um the last couple home games for husker volleyball and most importantly to people in the state they said they're gonna possibly have 75 percent uh capacity at memorial stadium for the spring game on for it. Uh, on uh, may 1st so nebraska fo- football will still be dog shit but I'm all for that. <laughs> Nothing. I mean, people will people will go crazy to go watch a practice on May first. It's literally yeah. literally a glorified practice. Well, it's the but, only show in uh, town. It is the only show in town. You're damn right about that. But um, so, what? Uh, oh wow! <coughs> Frog in my throat. That's gross. Cut that, please. Ew. Um, <laughs> ew. Ew. Gross, grody, bro. Um, so, so like three weeks ago, we told you guys a movie to watch, <laughs> and um, you've had three weeks to do it. You've had three weeks to do it. So if you haven't by now, um, sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> we kind of we kind of already tried to go over this, um, and then we. My computer crashed and we lost my audio and I got really sad and Gronk spiked my PS4 headset into the ground afterwards. Not related to you know just yeah, it was it was, was a tough day. It was a tough day and it's um, um it's it's tough to talk about something in depth a second time um, because the first time we recorded and talked about it we did actually go pretty in depth I want to say for about twenty minutes or so maybe fifteen um, but. We're going to try our best to remember a movie we watched a month ago <laughs> and analyze it for you. Um, 
The movie was called Love and Mercy, if you don't remember. Um, it was a it was about the um, the love and life of Brian Wilson. Brian, are we trash? Um, kind of. As <laughs> uh, as he creates the Pet Sounds album for the Beach Boys, and um, uh, there's a a a parallel plot happening of um, current Brian as he uh, deals with his mental illness. Um, I mainly recommended this movie because I wanted another, um, I mean, like you said in the, in the first episode, I enjoy movies that are set in a time period and, um, have good music. And this checks both of those boxes. And after Boogie Nights, I was like, let's do another one. Another one, DJ Khaled. Sorry, that was outdated. Um, another one. (laughs) Remember DJ Khaled's Snapchat? When people thought that that was like the peak of entertainment, yeah, and like he got lost on his on his little jet ski. <laughs> me, me, and Josh and and Anthony Wade, I want to say, were like huddled around our phones, like watching DJ Khaled's Snapchat story of him getting lost on a jet ski. Major key, yeah, DJ Khaled, yeah. But so, but yeah, what'd you think of what'd you think of Love and Mercy? It was, you know, I, um, now that you've had a month to think about that, I've had a month to process. Yeah. I reviewed this movie on March 5th. It is March 24th. So (laughs) there's been 19 days since I watched this movie. It's Um, been 87 years. (laughs) Um, like you told me going in, it's definitely not your typical, uh, you know, music biopic. It's um, not Bohemian Rhapsody. It's not Bohemian Rhapsody. It's not, uh, <laughs> you know, we go, are we going to watch that movie at some point? We and probably just, should. So I can and, just have like just an hour long rant and just rip it to bits. Yeah. Like just absolutely destroy it. But anyway, I really loved, uh, Paul Dano in this movie. Um, he was really good. I could He's go, good in every movie. I could just like I could I could have gone for like twenty more minutes of him just being a genius, like in the studio, like you do this, no, you do this, no, don't worry, it'll make sense. No, go here, go here. Uh you think we could fit a horse in here? Uh like just Those all- scenes were um completely improvised, by the way. Um Ooh. he uh he he took notes on um what, he he listened to the pet sounds uh recordings and took notes on certain phrases that Brian said but other than that uh yeah totally improv yeah i um i really liked all the all the young the young Brian Wilson stuff like him like first discovering drugs and like him like not being like an angsty teenager cuz he wasn't like a teenager but like you know him being like I'm so misunderstood. What do yeah. I do? Fuck like you, they, Dad. Yeah, they I was gonna say they do still fit in like some like classic music biopic tropes like That's not music, that's a suicide note. <laughs> like just the dad yeah. the the dad just like I don't really think that's music. Like, this song that's gonna be wildly popular is fucking dog shit. <laughs> Showed him. God only really knows. Really showed him. <laughs> um, and then like the 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 old 
washed up Brian Wilson stuff was also good, but also not as good. Not as good like Paul Giamatti with hair. You know, <laughs> I don't. I, I'm a big, big Paul supporter. Not big, big Paul Giamatti supporter. Definitely President of the Paul Paul fan club. Oh yeah. Um. But there, you know, there are two Pauls in this movie, and the second one didn't need to have hair. You know, he just <laughs> did not, did not need to have it, hair. It is kind of a rule if you have two Pauls cast in a movie, one of them is not allowed to have hair. Yeah, and like, you know, and it's also you know unique to see. I mean, I think this th- this movie and High Fidelity, probably John Cusack's two best performances. Would you yeah. say? Yeah, um, I liked him in, in ev- 2012 as well. Well, I mean, in every other movie, he's like, "Oh, I'm just a divorcee. I just got dumped. I'm Feel down bad on, for me. I'm down on my luck. <laughs> women are the worst, and well, women are the worst. That's kind of high fidelity too. Women are the worst. But um, anyway, you know, here's uh, here's Wonderwall. But um. <laughs> I liked, you know, Paul did good. Cusack did good. Everybody does see, good. Didn't need to see Giamatti with hair. Um, Elizabeth Banks. Sheesh! I mean, what a what what a woman. Just what what a woman. Uh, you know, we WMD we res- woman we respect, of mass destruction. We, oh yeah, we respect her. Uh, supposedly, she's going to make a movie about about a bear who did a lot of coke like that that's like supposedly a thing she's gonna direct a movie called cocaine bear like good for you liz like do your thing liz show the them. bear of wall street <laughs> <laughs> the revenant of wall street <gasps> bear brother bear brother <laughs> <laughs> yeah good movie good um, movie i don't know if i'd go out of my way to like throw this movie on like ever yeah. again like yeah. i hadn't seen it before i don't really know if i'd like go out of my way to watch it again you know uh i think we both gave it four out of fives very we, very respectable movie um i will touch on the last thing um that i liked about this movie which is a nice segue into what our movie for this week will be uh the soundtrack i also really enjoy it's kind of this weird blending of Beach Boys, like, random noises and, like, pet sounds songs and stuff um, created by um, Atticus Ross, who um, Atticus Ross and Trent Reznor, the creators of my favorite um, soundtrack to any movie ever, The Social Network, which is our Let's Boogie Movie of the Week number three. We... uh yeah, this movie's not just on one streaming service. It's on two. Two. It's uh, on Netflix and Hulu. And I would uh, consider this movie a, a, a cornerstone of our friendship because I want to say seventh grade is when the movie came out and we both got really into the book. And uh, we like the movie a lot, so we're going to talk about it. Yeah, we're going to talk about it. We'll tell the story of how little nerdy me was like there's this movie about, you know, Facebook, you know, where we all go to play Farmville. Wow. Wow. 
<laughs> you know where everybody goes to play Farmville? I was actually thinking about what the name of that that game was, like, just the other day. I was like, what was that fucking farming game we all played on Facebook? There was, like, the Farmville game and the Aquarium game. Remember the Aquarium game? No. Where you literally just, like, fed fish? Nope. Don't remember oh. that one. Well, little nerdy me was, like, maybe, so they... Maybe only so, cool kids played that game. You thought you think I was cool in middle school? That was sarcasm. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> only the only the real losers. But um, but yeah, we, you know that movie. I that was kind of you know, not a lot of seventh graders were like, hey, there's this uh, there's this movie about Facebook and it's really good and <laughs> and uh, and. Uh, Actually, I think what hooked me the most was um, uh, the fact that I had heard through the grapevine that Brenda Song sucks some dick in this movie. And I was like, (laughs) Asian girl? Sucking pee-pee? As a seventh grader, remind you. So, no, you didn't say Asian girl. You said... London Tipton's doing what? London Tipton getting her tip on. God damn. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. But, yeah, so we're going to watch that. We're going to talk about that um, next week. Uh, It's been a while since I've watched that movie, so I'm really looking forward to it. It should be be a ton of fun. Um, You know what movie we also need to do, speaking of uh, music biopics? Uh, walk hard the Dewey Cox story which totally shattered every potential music biopic that was basic because it, I, fi- I figured that was you know already in the Rolodex I figured that was coming eventually yeah, yeah it will now yeah oh, I fi- yeah definitely but uh so we're gonna you know segue from uh <laughs> from childhood memories and friendship and quality filmmaking to a grown-up child on the internet getting canceled. And by grown-up children, I mean Mr. Double D. Double D. Mr. $100,000 puzzle that you completed and won what? Five cents? 25 cents. Um, Mr. Mr. Dobrik. Um, in a little hot water. Little Do you want bit. me to explain the situation? I probably know it better than you. Sure thing. Um, just because I know you don't really pay attention to drama. Unfortunately, we not don't have you, Chris, Chris not Smith YouTuber here. drama. That's for sure. Not a big YouTube guy. Unfortunately, we don't have Chris Smith here, who is the 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 drama expert. Drama alert. Keemstar, Chris Smith in the same in the same. Uh, in the same fold there. Did you hear about the hype house? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I give a fuck, Chris. Um, so what happened with David Dobrik was um, a few years ago, he uh, had some, one of his friends named Dom uh, put on his story that he wanted to have a foursome. So then he got these girls to come to their apartment. And um, two of them, I believe, were 20 and the other two were like 21 or whatever. But they filmed their video, whatever, they were having a good time. Then they decided to get the girls drunk. They all got drunk. Um, and then some shit went down, apparently, with his friend Dom, where, I mean, it's unclear what exactly went down. 
whether it was assault, whether it can be considered rape. Um, I don't, I'm unclear on that, but basically, um, David Dobrik, I think got canceled because he basically, um, a lot of people are arguing he manipulated the situation because the girl like felt like she was in the wrong and asking him to take the video down and not like approaching anybody about it. Um, because she felt like, like, you know, if you have somebody who's famous and they can like give you clout, like, why would you ruin that? You know what I mean? So she was kind of in that mindset, um, until she came to the realization that that was not, um, a good thing to do, which, uh, good on her. So I have like seen like, first off a nickname you never want to have is dirty Dom. How do you spell it? D U R T E (laughs) Dom. You never want to be a guy who's known as dirty Dom. And also have a party where your friend who happens to go by dirty dom might have you know taken advantage of some wildly intoxicated women some of them under the drinking age some of them under the drinking age you don't put in your vlog Last night was wild. We might all go to jail. (laughs) Yeah. And this isn't the first time David's been in hot water, but I do agree that uh, the situation could have been handled better. In his second apology video, the first one was pretty trash. He's made... Here's the other thing that I was going to say. I hate to interrupt you. Three apology videos. Yeah. And, you know, I don't fault him for that. Um, I do, I am one of the people who genuinely thinks David seems like a very reasonable dude. And, uh, definitely like we talk a lot about people who, um, let fame and fortune kind of get to their head a little bit. I think of all the people who have gotten famous over the past 10 years because of YouTube or whatever. I don't think David is the worst of them by any means. Uh, Logan Paul, uh, who still has a career somehow. And, uh, I do think he's a genuine dude, but yeah, you got, <laughs> you gotta manage the whole apology thing a little bit better well, than that. And then like, I've seen, so there's supposedly like other girls who have made like TikToks, you know, saying what they went through. There's an old clip that came out at David Dobrik saying like, there was like a question was like, who in the vlog squad would, would commit a crime for for views. And he said, Dom. Well, yeah. And there's like all, there's all sorts of other stuff. And, and trust, so, trust me, I've never been like, not a David Dobrik fan by any means. I am. Like I That's said, the reason he, I know so much. He kind of really gives off like, grown-up child with money vibes to me. And well, that's definitely what it is because his um, his earlier vlogs were definitely funnier than his later stuff, which has now been is now revolves around money and celebrities and surprise shit. Um, 
But I think the main thing was, is like, this is something we also all go through in terms of Dom moved to LA with David and Alex and another guy. And they've been friends since, since, since they were kids. And I don't think David cut him off quick enough. You always have those friends that go down a path you're not exactly a fan of, and you dis- and you have to come to a decision on whether you want to actually continue as- associating yourself with them or not. And uh, I don't think he cut him off quick enough, basically. Well, I mean, to a point, you know, to a point, loyalty is admirable, but also to a point, loyalty loyalty can also set you up to just be in some some less than ideal situations and like you know it's always you know the quality like yeah you've you've known this person since you were kids but like not everything has to you know and i i hate that this is the first thing that pops into my head because people who are listening to this probably will have no idea what i'm talking about but just because you've known someone since you were kids doesn't mean they, you know, have to be your entourage. Like yeah. doesn't mean doesn't mean yet that they have to come along for the ride with you. Like, yeah, proximity. Yeah, proximity's cool. Like, okay, like All right, how about uh how about Chad? Yeah, I've known him since we were 6. Uh he's kind of a scumbag, but he's just <laughs> always been around. Um Yeah. He's my come? boy. He's my boy. You're my boy, Blue. <laughs> um, like, you know, and it just, you know, at the end of the day, like, you know, how long ago did David Dobrik start making YouTube videos? Like, I think that was 2017, 2018. 2017? Are we serious? I think so. This man has 18 million YouTube subscribers, and he's been making YouTube videos for four years. Yeah. Jesus Christ on the cross. It's a very easy format. And that, like, I I am a David fan, I will admit, because what he did was create a new type of vlog um, that was not a thing before in terms of the short, quick, like, uh, sometimes scripted, sometimes caught in the moment type video. Um, or just basically him and his friends do it in stupid shit. And that had never really been done before in like a popular setting. So uh, go ahead, say it. I mean, they made three jackass movies. <laughs> I mean, I'm talking about like, YouTube though. Yeah. Like a vlog is not the same thing as a movie. Okay. I, I, like, because up until that point, vlogging, quote unquote, was this is what I'm doing right now. <laughs> and you're going to watch it whether it's boring or not. <laughs> okay. As opposed to him turning it into a kind of a jackass thing. Yeah. I'm, I, you know, I'm just, I've just never really been that big of, you know, into YouTube, I guess. You know, it's just. I mean, like you said, like the 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 people who now have major platforms and careers and ungodly sums of money due to YouTube. <laughs> not, you know, not all of them are, uh, 
ideal individuals, <laughs> you know? No, definitely <laughs> and, not. But, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, yeah, I, you know, obviously, I'm not famous. You're not famous. We don't, like, that's not something we strive to be. But at the end of the day, you know, obviously, some people, like, this just reminds me of, like, watching, you know, like, two months ago when it came out, like the documentary on Tiger Woods. And obviously, Tiger Woods is a golfer. He's not an internet personality. But, like, if you, if your goal is to be, like, I want to be, like, a personality. I want to be, like, a content, like, personality. You got to, like, not be, like, trained, obviously, but, like, you just got to be, like, you got to be well-rounded, in some way, like, you just got to know how to deal with shit. Because if you actually, like, speak your goal into existence, and you get to the point where you have almost 20 million people who are, like, chomping at the bit to click on on your videos, there's going to be scrutiny. There's going to be, like, it's not all going to be sunshine, rainbows, and Hawaiian punch water fountains in your mansion. There's going to be some shit that comes along, and you just got to be ready for that. And obviously, you know, it's not, you know, not every average Joe is prepared to deal with, like, just unthinkable amounts of fame. Well, there's not a lot of people that can handle fame. Oh, yeah, no. And yet they get famous anyways and then totally collapse in on themselves. Um, but at the end of the day, I think what you learn from this whole situation is maybe don't use your fame to like get away with like, or help your friends get away with like sexual assault. Yeah, that's <laughs> probably a good start. Don't like, don't. stop doing this. And also like, if you're a dude, like maybe ask your girl if she wants to do stuff before don't you do post stuff. on your Instagram story that you want to have a five sum don't, 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 <laughs> don't do that. I mean, also just don't, like, go by the nickname Dirty Dom. That's also a good start. Don't, don't do that. Well, well, it's, it's definitely good that you said that right now, because I was already thinking about Moisty Matt as, as, as the new name, but. Moisty I, Matt. Yeah, but it's a good thing you said that now, because it's totally out the window now. No, you never want, like, you never want alliteration in your nicknames. <laughs> you don't, you don't want alliteration going on. It's just not, it's never going to end well, you know. It's never going to end well. Um, That was my attempt at talking about internet people. Yay, internet people. Next week we're going to have Chris break down the D'Amelio family. <gasps> Yeah. <laughs> What's going on in Charlie's closet? Has Charlie D'Amelio lost her love of TikTok? Charlie Charlie D'Amelio posted a real raunchy photo on her Instagram. It's like one of her and her cleavage. <laughs> she is 16 years old. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying the media loves to no like this grasp at anything. Oh, the, they always have. So I've. Actually, no. So that that comment just now came about because I saw 
It's a cesspool, but the fucking Snapchat story feeds. Oh, it's the worst thing in the world. The, the one I saw was Charlie D'Amelio posts something on her Instagram that is like fucking terrible or whatever. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to go see what this is. I go to her Instagram. It's her flipping off the camera. <laughs> they made a fucking headline about that. And I'm like, guys. Is it not weird to you that you care so much about a 16-year-old girl who likes Dunkin' Donuts and is really not that interesting of a person? <laughs> Just the the way the media treats people, like... Like, two months ago... We're just talking about shit that happened a while ago. When this Britney Spears documentary came out, I'll admit, I watched it. Free Britney. Um... But the stuff that stuck out to me the most was she's doing these interviews when she's, like, 18 years old. And, like, foreign reporters are like, your breasts, are they real? Are they real? Are they fake? You get, you get, you get new boobs? And I'm like, are we serious? Guys. <laughs> Guys. Stop doing this <laughs> stop doing this media 20 years ago speaking of media did you see joe biden trip on the stairs i did and i saw like every meme that came out of it and i kind of loved it i saw one today that was him falling but they photoshopped a skateboard under his feet and made it look like he's like sliding down the rail Instead of falling down the stairs, <laughs> looks like he's sliding down the rail on a skateboard, and it said, they warned you about the radical left. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I... It's pretty fucking radical. It's pretty rad, dude. And I laughed way more than I should have. <laughs> That's uh, good. The video of Trump hitting a golf ball, like his fucking half-ass hunchback in Notre Dame golf swing... And then it, the golf ball hits Joe Biden on the head, and he falls down. Nice. The, somebody pretending like they had a shock collar on him. Like, also, the internet. The internet's too fast. The internet's just too fast. They are quick with it. And it's just the most random mix of <sighs> things like that. On. Just memes of the president of the United States falling while trying to get on a plane. And then there's also the worst headlines imaginable. A couple podcasts ago, I talked about the headline that said that candy and cheese was as addicting as heroin. And if you're a heroin addict, I mean, like, just imagine being a heroin addict and reading just garbage headlines like that. We've got, we've got another candidate. For the worst headline I've ever seen. This comes from thehill.com. New study finds that birds give people as much happiness as money. See, why say that? And the, the byline is, it's the little things, or animals in this case. Researchers have found that higher incomes may improve people's day-to-day well-being, but the study also suggests that biological diversity, especially of birds, 
can increase life satisfaction just as much as your income. Bullshit. What, that animals can provide you more uh, no, happiness? Not, even a- not animals. Birds. Not birds. birds. I'd say animals, maybe. Not specifically birds. If you well, own a bird, you're a weird fucker. Well, birds aren't real. So, no, like, not. I don't even know why we're entertaining this art. This, that's, this the only, that's the only internet conspiracy that I'll ever get behind is, is birds aren't real. They're just not. They're... <laughs> <laughs> but it's all part of the globalist scheme. It's the deep state. Yeah, I tell you, it's the deep. Speaking of the deep state, did you see this uh, this QAnon documentary series that premiered on HBO on Sunday night? Nope. So it's gonna be six episodes. They're all like an hour long. You know, Sunday nights on HBO. I watched the first episode. And I like needed to call a hazmat team was one of like to just cleanse my body of the insanity (laughs) that I just watched on my television. Supposedly the people who made this movie, it was a three year long investigation and they talked to like, they talk to, I mean, basically the first episode is just talking to like computer nerds. Like at one point they talked to the guy who, who developed eight Chan, not four Chan, eight Chan, because QAnon is now banned from Reddit. They're banned from four Chan. And the only place that they can go talk about this stuff is eight Chan. And just like twice, the twice the cancer, twice the Chan. And just the fact that there are people out there who, like, (laughs) I'm not going to go, like, full, I'm not going to, you know, me saying any of this into a microphone is just wildly irresponsible. But the thing that got me the most was, like, the thought that when Joe Biden got inaugurated in January, there were QAnon people who thought, that it wasn't actually Joe Biden. It was Donald Trump with Joe Biden's face. You know, like the movie Face Off with Nicolas Cage and John Travolta? They thought that... You know, the fictional movie? The (laughs) fictional movie. (laughs) Like, I'll just go ahead and say it. I think whoever's, like, making this QAnon shit up, it's just like some... Stoned college kid who's a good storyteller. He's like a he's like a skilled writer, and he just like says he's fucking around. I'm gonna piss off so many white people today, and just like and just like throws these mother. Want to stay family friendly? throws these crazy folks into a tizzy with just stuff that just does not make any sense, is not logical in any way, shape, or form. And I really can't believe I'm going to watch a six-part documentary series on it. I don't know if I'll survive the entire documentary series, but, I I mean, I just have to. I have to watch it. For the memes. 
for the memes. Sometimes you got to just do stuff so that you can, you have to play devil's advocate sometimes. Enough people don't do that nowadays. They don't see the other side of the argument. Yeah. I'm going to come back in six weeks and just be like, yeah, so I, uh, I joined QAnon. Um, I'm, (laughs) you're going to be talking like this. It's a globalist scheme. Did you know that QAnon broke up the Backstreet Boys? I don't even honestly know what QAnon is, if I'm being completely honest. Oh, brother. I know it's a fucking crazy conspiracy thing, but I'm not an internet man anymore. I know, but I... I've grown up. (laughs) I think you need to watch this documentary then. I think you need to watch this documentary. But QAnon broke up the Backstreet Boys. That's sad. Because Brian from the Backstreet Boys became a QAnon freak. See, why did I know it was Brian? Why did I why did I know right away it was Brian? It's always fucking Brian that's fucking around with his fucking bullshit, fucking up the Backstreet Boys so that my my homies Seth Rogen and Craig Robinson and Jay Baruchel can't can't dance to everybody. It's always Brian. It's always Brian. Brian, are so, we trash? Uh, kind of. <laughs> so we're going to wrap up. That is the up. second time we made that joke. That is the second time. Which means we, we need made, to wrap up. <laughs> which means we're going to wrap up. We're going to touch on uh, two things. So March is obviously the uh, time for brackets. Uh, and a bracket that we talked about a little bit. And uh, the Omaha folk who listen to this podcast may be uh, a little interested in. Uh Sarah Baker Hansen, she used to be the food critic for the Omaha World Herald. Now she has her own website, and uh, she made a uh, she made a pizza bracket of all the of some Omaha pizza joints because Omaha is a criminally underrated uh, pizza city, and we have reached a lot of good pizza, and we have reached the elite eight of the pizza bracket. Um, some thoughts. La Casa and uh, your go-to, Mama's Pizza, is an Elite Eight matchup. Orsi's and uh, the new kid on the block, Cops, is also a matchup. As is Lighthouse and Zio's. And here's where I get pissed. Big Fred's upset Frank's Pizzeria in this bracket. Now it was decided by which vote. one is by which one which one is by the Broncos, uh, Big Fred's. Oh, I like Big Fred's. It's fine. Where's like, Frank's? By the High V on 132nd Dodge. Have I had that? I think you have. I probably should have. I can't recall it. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, Frank's was a one seed and got upset by by uh, Big Fred's, and that made me sad. Um, I want Mamas to beat La Casa one hundred percent to zero percent. That won't happen. We are we are a La Casa hater podcast. Big uh, La Casa hater podcast. Actually, um, as I look at the bracket right here, Mamas leads La Casa fifty nine point five percent to forty point five percent. That's good because, like you know me, 
I every time I come back to Omaha, I try to get mamas. It's you just do love you. There's something mamas. about it. I can't. I can't pass it up. Actually, Manja Manja got to the Elite Eight by beating Pitch, which is also can't say I've ever had Manja. Impressive. Um, Oscar Oscars beat Virtuoso. Are we serious? I don't think Oscars I've had either is, of those. Oscars is pizza. Well, I mean, you don't live here anymore, so yeah, some of these, some of these, pla- some of these places are newer. I was gonna say, so, I'll go, um, I'll go Lighthouse winning that matchup. I'll go Cops winning that matchup against Orsi's, right? Yes, but I haven't had Orsi's in a long time. I do remember it. I, I, I maybe have honestly only had it like twice. I do remember it being good though. So that's kind of a f- flip a coin matchup. Mamas and then Big Fred should win that other one. I would agree. I would have to agree. But Omaha, there's a lot of good pizza just in this bracket. There's just a lot of good pizza here. Uh, we'll make this joke at Chris Smith's expense. Uh, Franks, in their first-round matchup, did beat 16-seed Lighthouse Bar and Grill, which the last <laughs> time you were in Omaha, Chris thought was another location of Lighthouse Pizza which just was not true at all. No, it was um, garbage. <laughs> um, Sam and Louis was a 13 seed. Um, I mean, just there's so there's a lot of good pizza on this list. Omaha is a good food town. Dave Portnoy, we're looking at you. We're, Get looking, to at, Omaha. we're looking at you. College lo- World Series, Dave Portnoy takes Omaha pizza. I'm calling it. I would not be surprised. That actually is probably a good call. See, this is why Barstool should have hired me. Barstool <laughs> should have hired you. Because I've got these ideas. No, Barstool should have hired you. That is true. But, yeah, so, and, you know, with the announcement today, that means there's probably going to be fans at the College World Series. It'll be interesting to see how many fans will be at the College World Series. And this is a perfect segue to our actual last thing we're going to do today. Um, back when we had a consistent release schedule and I, did I still live in this apartment or is that, st- I, I don't remember when it was, but we did like Tuesday top fives. We don't put episodes out on Tuesday anymore, but I still want to try to do a top five a week of just, um, everything like just, it could be anything like could be top five. Mark Wahlberg movies could be top five um, things in your closet. I don't know. But we're going to start very, very, well, not very broad, but kind of broad. So I want to do a top five of the five of our five favorite sporting events that we have attended in person. So where we're going to make this fun is because we've, been to a lot of shit together we've done a lot of stuff that uh we've been to a lot of games together we've done some we've seen some cool stuff together so we're gonna make this a draft so if one of us picks something that we went to together it's off the board it's done it's already on the list so i am going to flip this empty phone case. Do you want the back? You want the back? Okay. I'll 
let's nope we're gonna flip it onto the floor this is great content right here up in the air off the couch it is the front so that means i get the first pick with the number one pick with the number one pick my favorite sporting event i have been and so this is going to be fun because i wasn't a fan at this game i was technically a part of this game is Nebraska kicking Creighton's ass in 2018 at Pinnacle Bank Arena. Um, That was actually my last game as a basketball manager, fun fact. But um, that was just an electric game, start to finish, broke the losing streak. The place was electric. It was one of the best environments I've seen not just for Nebraska basketball, but for sports in general. And it felt really good uh, to get that win. So that is my number one pick. See, I think mine's going to be out of order just because I can't recall too many like off the dome because I'm stupid. Um, but the one that comes to mind, I think, immediately was um, just because of the entire day was the Kansas City game. Uh, <laughs> I think that damn that's my that's, that's my that's, first one off the board only because uh it was me Bigelow Chris um and our other friend Sean shout out Sean um big shout out Sean he uh he tagged along with uh the usual trio, trio although he kind of took Chris's spot when we decided to get uh Casey barbecue afterwards because Chris was too tired um, anyways, we went to the Chiefs yeah. Ravens game, uh, playoff game. When not a playoff uh, game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But Mahomes threw that no look pass against the Ravens. Um, the first, the first Mahomes Lamar matchup. Uh, he throws the no look pass. The Chiefs come back to tie the game on the fuck on the cross body throw to Tyreek where he scores the touchdown, and then they win it in overtime right below us. Um, and then. After the game, we go have one of the best meals we've ever had. Um, shout out Q39, and Chris slept through it. So that was yep. a that was a day. That's a good first pick because that is one that probably would have been on my list. Um, at number two, and this is another one where the day comes into play, and it's one that you probably wanted and the team we were rooting for lost but it's nebraska colorado in boulder and that entire weekend that entire weekend was something i'll never forget i mean i had right when you moved to denver what was one of the first things i told you was See you, um, in, see you in September when, when Nebraska comes yeah, to Yeah, and you tried Nebraska to get me to buy to tickets specifically because um, they, you said something about them not wanting Nebraska fans to get tickets, so something about my driver's license or something. Oh, they the Colorado ma- tried to make it as complicated as possible for Nebraska fans to get tickets, <clears throat> and it didn't work. The <laughs> entire... the. 90% of that stadium was red and we didn't think we were going to get tickets. I know some people to this day who spent close to $300 per ticket to try to get into that stadium. And 
by some act of God or whatever, we're wandering around that campus and some old man rolls down his window and says, you need two tickets? And we're like, yeah. And he's like, well, I paid $60 for them. If I get my money back, they're yours. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, yeah. excuse me? Good and he's like, too. And he's like, I played football for Colorado in the 70s, and Nebraska was always good to me, so I'll be nice to you. And I'm like, thank you, old man. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and that game was crazy. I mean, it's is kind of a defining game of the Scott Frost era of Nebraska football. And, um, and like just that entire weekend, like half of Lincoln was there. Like it was, it was, it was crazy. And regardless of the result of the game, it's, it's a, it's an experience that I, I won't forget. Um, my next one will probably have to be, uh, just because I'm trying to pick games that we've been to together to get them off, off the <laughs> to get board. them away from me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think probably the best, at least one of the best high school games I went to was central basketball, uh, to state, um, our freshman year oh, of high school. You motherfucker. Um, <laughs> because, um, I mean, the best part about the day was we got to, skip class to go watch central basketball just fucking well the championship game was on a saturday but the first two the first two days we got to skip class to go watch them just wreck just wreck people (laughs) and then and that was uh that was a great game to watch great um the 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 final year of the of the of the four-year dynasty that was the akoya gao era and um yeah, great game that we got to miss the day for. So, I mean, we got we got teased so bad that that being our freshman year at Central, yeah, we got teased so bad. Yeah, because I mean, I mean, shit. The state tournament went to PBA, and Central basketball just got cursed. Like that next year, they got ran out of the building by Bellevue West, who ended up winning state. Junior year, we didn't even make state. I was the manager, probably was bad luck, but we finished like 15 and 15 and didn't even make state. And then senior year, we weren't even at the game, but everything I've heard about that game is just painful. But um, that's a good pick because that was going to be – was probably going to be on my list. Um, <laughs> so – I think there's one you can definitely pick before me because your team actually won. Oh, we're saving that for last. That's sa- oh, okay. We're saving that for five. This is This is what, number three? Number three for me – I took your next one, didn't I? You did. You did. You did. And that that hurts. That really hurts. Number three for me, and like this game didn't, no, we're not doing that. Um, oh, duh. Second Nebraska basketball entry on this list. No sit Sunday. 
Why was I not thinking of that? Why did that? Why did it take until the third pick for that to pop into my brain? What was that? So No Sit Sunday was in 2013. Uh, Nebraska basketball. They're on. They have caught lightning in a bottle. They're trying to make the NCAA tournament. And number five, Wisconsin comes to Lincoln. Wisconsin oh, had yeah. Wisconsin had Frank Kaminsky, Sam Decker. This team, this team played Duke for the net for no. That team went to the Final Four. That's not the team that made the national championship game, but that team went to the Final Four. And Nebraska, if they win the game, everyone's like they're going to be in. They're going to make the tournament, and they're going to clinch fourth place in the in the Big Ten. Um, and that place was filled to the rafters. Nobody sat down except for during media timeouts. And it was insane. I could not believe my eyes. I could not believe what was going on. I mean, I was losing it. I was a sophomore in high school, losing my mind. And, you know, those two... I mean, those two, the two games I have on this list are probably the two best environments and the two best wins at PBA, which I can't believe PBA, this is PBA is eight years old now. Good Lord. But, um, so yeah, we'll, we'll throw two Nebraska basketball entries on the list and, and that'll be it for, for Nebraska basketball. But that's my three. Um, the last one that, um, of mine that we've gone to together um, simply because of uh, price, how good the game was, the the Rapids game that we went to in 2019. Oh, yes! <laughs> um, was yes. one of the better games I've been to. I'll also give a shout-out to Central Soccer in 2016 when uh, it was me, you, and maybe like 10 other seniors that just decided like, fuck it, let's, let's go to the soccer game. Turned out to be a great game. And all of a sudden we made a student section of like 20 people, which was fun. Um, it was fun. But other than that, the MLS game we went to cost us $8 a, a ticket. We sat on about the 40 yard line in like um, the third row, <laughs> in like the third row. And, um, the Rapids came back. Um, I, I believe they were down 2-0. I think you're um, right. And they came back to win 3-2 on like an 89th minute fucking banger yep. that everybody <laughs> just went crazy for. Yep. Um, and they they hadn't like won a game in like three months. Like they yeah. were on like a long losing streak. And we walked out of that stand. We're like, we fixed the Rapids. We fixed we fixed the Rapids. Like we and unfortunately, <laughs> that's the only ga- soccer game I have on this list. Although honorable mention to that Central Soccer game because it was fun. Uh, because e- every other time I've gone to watch soccer um, in person, my team I think is lost. So, <laughs> yeah. What's your four? My four is gonna be uh, my four is going to be I mean we have two Nebraska basketballs and I really hate to say this we're going to end with two entries from from Jolio Liverpool FC we're going to end with two two entries from the Scouses um and the first one is going to be when I went and saw them play Dortmund at Notre Dame uh let me tell you that was a drive that was a trek to Notre Dame 
Uh, and it's not, this is another version of like the experience. Notre Dame's really cool, like big college campus guy. That was, that was when you called me huge college campus guy. Yeah. Cause you I, went to like four college campuses in the span of like a month or two and took pictures at every one. And I'm like, damn, this dude's having fucking modeling shoots on college campuses, big college campus guy. And, um, uh, even though Liverpool lost, and the stadium was like 90% Liverpool people because it was their tour and it was like blistering hot, um, was sitting on like the, like the end zone, like in like the, the 10th row, um, still have the video of, you know, getting to sing, you'll never walk alone, just surrounded by Liverpool people, like right after they won the champions league, um, me and Grant, we still, this is what I'm most butthurt about that trip, is that we got interviewed by LFC TV. Like a live, like on-air interview on LFC TV that was like airing in England. And I tweeted at LFC TV like five times that y'all interviewed me and they just never like did anything. So still mad about that. <laughs> Would have liked to see, you know, me on TV. But... um just a fun trip. Good experience. Notre Dame's cool. If I was rich, I, you know, would have been cool to go to school there. But, um, so that's four. Um, four for me is going to be uh, Nebraska football beating Michigan State back in 2014 on a call that shouldn't have actually um, stood because, um, <laughs> what the hell is the receiver's name? Brandon Riley. Yeah. Uh, ran out of bounds to catch the ball. Um, but I'll tell you what, the atmosphere in Memorial Stadium never disappoints, even if you're not rooting for Nebraska or from out of town or whatever. Um, never disappoints. And uh, me and Josh Denning went to that um, t- went to that game on a whim. Um, Nebraska was kind of not getting their ass kicked, but there, was n- there seemed to be no uh, sight of a win. And uh, half the stadium left, I want to say, with like seven minutes left in the fourth quarter. And me and Josh were just kind of like, well, I mean, we paid for the tickets. We might as well just stay. And then we moved down a couple rows because people left. And then that, and then he threw that pass, and the whole stadium fucking erupted. Um, one of the few games I've been to where it came down to the wire like that, and we ended up winning. And then uh, uh, ever since that game, I've had let me clear my th- th- throat on my hype playlist um, just because Memorial Stadium goes hard to that song. <laughs> that, the, that game, like, made that song, like, the unofficial, like, anthem of the Mike Riley era of Nebraska football. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so, like, pretty sure they brought DJ Cool to Lincoln to perform yeah, that yeah, song did. live my freshman year here. I'm like, what are we doing? <laughs> like, what? That song like became the unofficial like Nebraska football anthem because of that game. Still makes just zero sense to me, but yeah. that's a good pick. And we're gonna end with five. And five was the first time I ever saw Liverpool in person, and that was when we took the trip to Michigan and uh, watched them play. Watch Liverpool play Man United, as we like to just call it, the matchup. Uh, <laughs> we have just called it, just called it the matchup. Yeah. And, um, and Liverpool won four to one on 
two goals by Daniel Sturridge and two goals by Shea Ojo, who is currently playing for Rangers. Didn't and uh, didn't Mane get a uh, get a pen? Oh, he did. Yeah, you're right. Two Sturridge, one Shea Ojo, and one Sadio Mane pen, and one Andreas Pereira, baby rocket ship. <laughs> Just yeah. one. Uh, I mean, and that was the first goal too. So the he stadium hit, went fucking so crazy. So he for that hit one. that nuke, and I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm like, what? What am I gonna do? Yeah, and. I still have the video on my phone of me just zooming in on the scoreboard and then panning to you. <laughs> and that's just on my phone for no reason. The fact, and a little underrated fact about that game is the fact that John Kent was there. The fact that John Kent yeah. was at that game too, our boy John. Um, and that's, um, you know, the first time I saw Liverpool in person and you told me that Liverpool needed to win some trophies. And they heard me loud and, and clear. They heard you. Um, I will throw in two honorable mentions. One honorable mention is uh, Wichita State beating KU in the NCAA tournament in Omaha. Uh, Wichita State had never beaten KU, and like it was very interesting to see. I uh, that was when I wasn't a KU hater. I'm a KU hater now. But that um, that game was crazy to see. A lot of Kansans. Kansans are uh, interesting folk. And my second honorable mention is the state soccer game our senior year of high school where uh, Central lost to prep in the first round. But it was deep as hell for an early game. And it was really fun. So those are my two honorable mentions. Uh, five for me. I went to a fucking, I think, Lakers game before I went to a Nebraska football game. Uh, when I went to see the Lakers play the Dallas Mavericks in Dallas, I think in 2012 that was. Um, you know, I I was a huge NBA kid, huge Laker kid, uh, mainly just a big Kobe Kobe kid, and um, seeing Kobe play was something I will uh, always cherish because you know. It's not every day you get to see one of the goats uh, do what they do best. Um, I mean, I've seen LeBron and I've seen uh, fucking McDermott. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but, brother! But uh, yeah, Kobe's one I'll, I'll always cherish because he was um, he was the guy from my childhood. Sadly, never got to see Steve Nash play. I'll always be sad. You still about have the that chance one, the to see Lonzo Ball play of all though. time. You I still know. have the chance to see I, Lonzo Ball play. I'm 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 gonna have to do a Charlotte uh, New Orleans game so I can see both of them. Well, the Pelicans the are probably about to, the Pelicans are probably about to trade Lonzo's ass. Yeah, because tomorrow tomorrow is the trade deadline, so the Pel the Pelicans are probably about to trade Lonzo's ass. Dear Boston Celtics, please do something. But um, yeah, that's 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 my five just because I'll always cherish Kobe, and that was my first I think big sporting event. Um, my parents gave me or gave me and my brother tickets to that for Christmas, so that was kind of just one of those cool moments that I won't forget. Um, honorable mentions all also have to go to pretty much every Central football game senior year that <laughs> that we attended together. Um, all of them were fun. Shout out Bacardi One Fifty One and Sonic Coke slushies. And I don't know half what you're off. talking about. I was I was under the uh, and half age off at the half. Time. 
and half off half. Shout out half off half. I was under the uh, drinking age at the time. I don't understand what you're what you're what you're getting at. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Fireball whiskey. Drink it out of a paper cup. Don't be, don't a, be a dick about, dick about it. it. So yeah, that's top fives. Uh, we're gonna try to do those once a week, and that is really the end of uh, this week's pod. A little longer than we've done before, but I liked it. And uh, like I said, good. Uh, appreciate the cl- the listens last week. We hope we didn't uh, lead you toward busting your brackets, like just from things we said. Because I think for the most part, we said we said good stuff on the on the the bracket talk. Um, and. Um, yeah, so thanks for tuning in. Go watch The Social Network on Netflix or Hulu. Enjoy The Sweet 16 and The Elite Eight. There's nothing like the NCAA tournament. And whatever you do, don't buy mango-flavored Pepsi. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Wear sunscreen, though. See you next week.